so just stay on the podcast forever, I guess, is like kind of what you're just <laughs> You guys, you're cats opti- out of the bag. No, I don't know anything, really. It's crazy that every little decision we make affects the rest of our lives. Cheers, miss. Cheers, miss. Cheers, miss. To Gwee's Moise. Gwee's Moise. Mm. Mango Daydream Juneshine. Wow. Shine. It feels like we're in the tropics. We're d- this is a bonus episode. Wow. Everyone should really, <laughs> really feel lucky right now, honestly. Oh, my God. I, we just... Last episode was great. We just wanted one more before our last episode. We just... We, hey, we're like, hey, we got the time. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I, I always got to just have... I always got to just over-speak. You know, I got to just keep going i you don't gotta know make, to stop you gotta make grand claims <laughs> grand claims and grand claims. i also have just so many notes cody i was shocked how did you how did you acquire so many notes i'm not ready to let you go oh my so, god you have so many i have two notes and you have 87 that's perfect this is the stephanie coise miss special i want to know um should we how do we start it off today you going straight into notes are we going straight into notes are we going straight into notes do you want a philosophical question to talk about yes i always like when we start out that way me too oh okay i have a couple things i've been thinking about but do you have something no i wish you did i i could if you just give me a moment to think about something philosophical okay have you ever gone down the rabbit hole of like youtube or reddit on the theory that there is no free will like the The concept of free will is like garbage because like every decision we make is influenced by a decision made before us and before us and before us. So it's like we don't really. That's interesting. Is that more? Would you say that's more has to do with decisions before us or a faith that there is fate that we're destined to go towards? More just like we don't have as much control as we think we all do. Well, yeah that's true we're all i mean i've never gone down the rabbit hole so i can't really talk about it well but i remember the first time i met asa's brother we were sitting in a hot tub and we were like hanging out and he brought this up and i lost my mind i was like i can't have this conversation so then i think about it sometimes and i'm like i should have looked into it because i'm curious but i don't even know what i'm talking about it's crazy that every little decision we make affects the rest of our lives like not true kind of like what like what if you had like what like what, what if de- what little decision like when you get a sandwich from hit vegan that makes your whole life different yeah what if there what if i had gotten a sandwich from somewhere else mm-hmm. and it gave me the tummy flu that would be awful or you ran into somebody and you fell in love oh god thank yeah, god thank god, god i went to hit vegan <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're right. It's like every dis- it's like the butterfly effect, right? Now that's something I don't understand. Why? Because I don't know what that is. First, first question: Did you watch that movie with Ashton Kutcher? What do you think? No, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely not. I'm an Ashton Kutcher girly, so when that came out, I said yes, please. Wasn't his first serious film? Film, yes, I think it was. I don't know. See, that's the shit I know. See, I hate the things <laughs> that I know. It you was know his break- Beyonce's punked and you know <laughs> well that's to do with ashton kutcher he he's so hot i mean he was a goofball on that 70s show and on punked and then he dipped into the serious territory on the butterfly effect do you think he's hot ashton kutcher yeah i think he was oh my god he still is i don't he doesn't do it for me now <sighs> i don't do the aged twink <laughs> <laughs> so you know 26 forever 26 no i mean know like, it's not 25 no i mean below. i love older men that's not it but i don't um 
I would like to see the Kutch with like a little like five o'clock shadow. I feel like he tries to look too boyish. I don't like guys that like to look too boyish. I think he does have five o'clock shadow from time to time. Mm. Anywho, so butterfly effect is like he's so your type. Oh, oh, oh. are you kidding me? Are you kidding? Lean cuisine. Are you kidding? Yeah, he's those so full lips. Type. Oh yeah, the eye, the strong eyebrow. I thought he was hottest in like um, like just married with Brittany Murphy. That is a, such a fun one. Like, I feel like he, that was his prime. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you look, you watch old That 70s Show and when he was Kelso, like, what a little heartthrob. Heartthrob. Those, you know, he has a pinkish hue. I love a pinkish hue. He was really cute. What a cute cast that was, except for that one, Danny Masterson. What did he do wrong? Why don't we like him? <sighs> you know who is aging well? You know who is aging who? well? Who is a hundred times hotter than he was on that 70 show is Wilmer oh, Valderrama. Fez. Now we're fucking talking. I saw a recent picture of Wilmer Valderrama. No, that's my type. I thought he was cute on that 70 show. He was the annoying character. So it's like you thought right. he was annoying, but I thought he was handsome then oh too. God. I feel like this is the annoying part when you're, when you grow up and watch a show and then you go back and watch it and like the ugly ones were not ugly at all. They're right. like actually very normal and like appropriate looking and right. like, actually like low-key handsome yeah like fez was he had like little muscles and he had like a clear face and like good structure i don't know it's so funny to go back and be like we just didn't like the way he looked because he was supposed to be annoying right well he was annoying on that show did he ever get less annoying yeah he became a big like way later in the season became a huge character like plot follower whereas Uh like in the beginning of the show he He was was more just like he's sidekick you know they're doing that 90s show have you, you seen the preview of it? No, but do you know that they did that <coughs> 80s show with Not one flopped. of my favorite actors, oh. Glenn Howerton? Oh. I never watched the show, but he was like the main guy. He was? Yeah. Glenn Howerton's great. He was in another show I loved called Stacked, where he ran a library and Pamela Anderson applied to work there. And I like, have not watched that. That's why it was called Stacked, because she's pretty stacked. Amazing. I watched AP Bio. Obviously, I watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, uh-huh. but I have not watched Stacked. Stacked, well, Stacked was a terrible show. I love terrible shows. Me too. It was it was basically a bimbo working in a library. Yeah, I would say the show either needs to be like actually very good or the show needs to be actually very bad. Yeah. I don't really do the middle area. Are you going to try that 90s show? I don't it's know. about Greg and Kitty. It's it's Eric and Donna's gra- daughter. Oh so my it's God. Eric and Kitty's granddaughter. And she comes to visit them for the summer and she makes friends with the kids in the neighborhood. And so they're all hanging out in the basement and Eric and Kitty are on every episode. But they're just the grandparents instead of the parents. You know, what's his name? What's Eric's name in fucking real life? Oh, Topher Grace. Topher Grace is a fuck. I heard he was a goddamn nightmare to work with. I told with. you that from Cafe Emporium to like 10 years ago. But also... Oh, yes. Okay. But also, I well, just know it's like a very big thing in the like acting world. Like everyone knows. But also. Oh, in the acting world. Yeah. No. Or like, you know, it's like. Do you kind of tell you my cafe story? Bug. He asked what he should get. And I said the, tri- the, the grilled tri-tip sandwich was really good. And it was so yummy. And it had like a chipotle mayo. And it had like um, grilled onions and grilled peppers and stuff. And it's on Shibata. He asked for no grilled onions and peppers and no aioli so it was quite literally just bread tri-tip and, and bread and nothing else he and he like was it. like he was like it's not good and then it was like an 80 dollar bill and he tipped me four dollars i'll never forget that wow i don't think you told me this story um holy hell cafe emporium r.i.p gross um but also we rewatched that 70 show during the pandemic and while he is annoying he is a pretty good fucking actor 
Like, he was better at acting than the rest of them. While he was an annoying character as well, like, he's a pretty good actor. Just call yourself Chris, though. Chris? If you're going to be Christopher, shorten it to Chris. Who? Topher Grace. Who's Christopher? His real name's Christopher, and he shortened it to Topher. You're telling me what? I told you the truth. You're telling me what? His name is Christopher. And he... Shortened it to Topher. He did or his fucked up parents who wanted he to make did. money on him? He did. He said in an interview on like Jimmy Kimmel or something that his friends want or like his teacher called him Chris and he said, no, I go by Topher just to be like a, a smart Are you sure ass. it wasn't a home like nickname? Oh, no. You're saying this was like what he, he was said like in being an interview. A, yeah. I don't know why. See, why do I watch this See, shit? I don't like that either. I'm mad now. <laughs> that he called himself Topher. Yeah. How old is Kitty? Kitty? I don't know. She was so old and not so old. She was probably right. like 35. Yeah, but one. you know, oh, these old ladies are only looking hotter the, I know. as the years go so by. So that's what I was going to say like about the Fez. Golden Girls thing. Did you see that that was going around? They were 50. The Golden Girls were supposed to be 50 the, in that show. And the Sex and the City reboot, same age women. Isn't that insane? That's crazy. That's crazy. That is crazy. Our vision of, yes, of elder people are changing for sure. And that's why I think you find William blah, blah, blah hot. Who's because William like, blah, blah, blah? Fez. What's his name? Oh, well, Wilmer Valderrama. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He is handsome, but I also so feel hot. like we, he has like a little salt and pepper thing going, doesn't he? I feel like I've seen a picture of him I'm recently. sure he does. Yeah. It works. It works. You know who's a weird one that people think is really hot? Who? Why can't I think of his name right now? He's so famous. It's on the tip of my tongue, but from Jurassic Park, he's like... Oh, um, the one that talks like this. Yes. Renters.com. <laughs> what is his name? Yes. It's on the tip of my tongue. It's, it's on so the tip famous. Of my tongue too. And memeable. He had like that meme go around. And he always you know? talks like and this. And he's always up to no good. <laughs> With like his lips. Ooh doing well, funny things i don't find What's him his very attractive name? Oh, you should know i should know uh, okay so the butterfly effect is <laughs> <laughs> philosophical talks about that 70s show <laughs> the butterfly effect is that like when a butterfly flaps its wings yeah the love force, when they do that <laughs> the force in which carries right let's think about it i'll Let's talk about it, because I don't know physics in the sense of wind. Let's say it creates a wind, right? Those butterflies are how wind is created. So that flap of that wing can be felt, the effects of it can be felt like in China. You know what I mean? No, like, it can't. Right. But that's the idea, is that are every single decision has a ripple in the in the timeline. Yeah. So the butterfly effect is like what you were saying. Every single choice is important. So every butterfly flap is fucking up our wind? No, I'm talking about it as wind but it's not it's like in physics it's like the waves energy Ener energy energy <laughs> energy i just want to say that two things here first real quick do you believe in the solar system <sighs> i'd like not to yeah i'd really like to not i'm on the I, fence i think it's the universe is such a dumb concept it just goes on and you, we don't know anything about it give up already I like it just keeps growing what is there to learn yeah. Can we fix the problems here? What is there to learn looking at a fucking telescope at some goddamn stars? What's a star? <gasps> a know. bunch of gas? A stars. I thought stars were like an explosion going off. And then, you know what's pissing me off? Why? Is that, well, you know how we see stars? Yeah, I do. The we light, do. The light takes a bazillion, majillion, majillion years, years to, to get, get to, to us, us. So really, those stars could be blinked out. We don't even know. Wait till Jeff Bezos buys those stars. Amazon Prime, those stars are going to get to us so fast. <laughs> 
we're the whole it's gonna be bright all the time do you want to hear something crazy yeah the distance between the earth <laughs> and the moon right you could fit all of the planets in the solar system between us and the moon that's how far away the moon is yeah but like that's crazy. Okay, relatively that's crazy, but in but, reality it means nothing to me. It's a bunch of gobbagool. It's just a bunch what of gobbagool. What does it mean? It doesn't mean anything. It means we're so small. Right. And I don't want to think I don't want to think about that. Or we're really big compared to ants. Are we so insignificant? Yeah. So then what are we caring what what are we what are we killing each other about? I know optimistic optimistic nihilism, nothing matters, so just enjoy yourself. Right. So just stay on the podcast forever, I guess, is like kind of what you're just said. <laughs> You guys, you're opti- out of the bag. No, I, no, <laughs> no, you're not. Um, no, optimistic nihilism is you being like, I'm not enjoying the podcast, so I'm not going to do it. Nothing matters. No, that's just nihilism. Optimistic <laughs> oh, nihilism okay. is like, I don't know. This, the public school system didn't do a very good job for us. Here's the thing is, I've learned a lot. Yeah. But my brain does not hold on to shit. Like, remember, I was really excited to talk to you about kombucha and stuff last yeah. time. And then when it came to talk about it, my brain was like, mur, no, mur, I thought mur. you did a wonderful job. No, I don't know it. anything. The um, yeast eats the sugar. The yeast poops, poops out the alcohol. Out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's the bare bones. That's what all you need to know. <laughs> I love that. However, I don't know anything really. I know a little bit about a lot of stuff. What year was the Constitution signed? Oh, 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 1876. I thought it was 1772. 1772? 1876? 1776. I know it's... 1985? I know that. Okay, Independence Day is like 1776. So wouldn't that be when the Constitution was written? Yeah, because that's when (laughs) Independence happened. (laughs) Okay, so no, we won... We beat the Brits, right? And we're like, we're our own. But did we write the Constitution that day? Ah, 1787. Did either of us say that? No, but (laughs) I was going off Independence Day. So let's look up. I just want to make sure I'm right about something. Yeah, of course. Let's look it up. Someone saw my equality sticker. (laughs) Wait, it is saying 1996. That's when the film Independence Day comes out. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all that's coming up. Might I I add that on Google right now, if I type type in Independence Day, it's just coming up the movie. That is so brilliant. That's great. Okay, I do think it's 1776. Okay. That feels right. That's when the Constitution was signed, no? 1786. So like 10 years later, they were like, that day in 1776 at the Declaration of Independence. We're getting the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution a little mixed are up. Are they different? They're different. What are the Ten Commandments? You know what we need? That's, that has to do with the Bible. Bible. Oh, See, it shouldn't be included in the in the Constitution or the government. The Ten right. Commandments isn't. But people like to push religion into... Oh, Joe Biden just signed marriage equality today. Thanks, Joe. Right, right. Hey, he did something. He did something. He woke up from his nap and he thought, I'll sign something. Thank God. He did something. And drag queens were there. Cute, cute, yeah. cute. Um, okay, so now that we've gotten the history of America figured out, I think we could probably get into What it. year did that 70s show premiere, more importantly? <laughs> can I guess? You can't. Okay, get, give your best guess. That 70s show premiered in, I'm going to say... Be careful. 1999, 1998. 1998, August 23rd, 1998. What a time. Wow. I was six. I got that right. A second guess. You were six when that 70s show came out? Yeah. And guess what? What year in 70s did the show air in? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, what do you mean? Like, what year did the premiere episode supposed to be in? Yes. Um, How many seasons were there? Don't worry. I don't know. 
Let's say that there were eight seasons. I'm going to say it kicked off in 1973. No, it's our favorite number this year. 1976. 1976? Why is that our favorite number? We kept saying 86, 60, 76, 96. Uh, Let's get to the notes. Here's the thing. I hope I should change our category on um, Spotify and iTunes from comedy to educational. Literally. I mean, we're doing the Lord's work. Science podcast. <laughs> science-based podcast now. Honestly, maybe I should pivot into a science space, get like a big brain person to come sit with me and I could just be Excuse dumb. Me. Excuse me. I'm a big brain person sitting but with you. But your big brain is full of um, arbitrary like facts about bugs. celebrities and stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm a walking <laughs> Snapple cat. You, okay. What do you know about bugs? Everything. Tell me something. I love them. They're what, cute. Do you have a fun fact about an ant? An ant, they can, um, they can definitely like build little holes in the ground to live in. They do, and they love a picnic. They do. Okay. Yeah. Facts. Those are my ant facts. Should we get it over? Oh my do you have god! Any facts I'm about uncles? so mad at myself right what? now because I was supposed to do uncles. I get facts about <laughs> ants. You get facts about uncles. Yeah, they're either cool or weird. Yeah. There's no in between. No. They're either cool uncle or they're your weird uncle, and or that's how like, you categorize them. Present. Which makes them weird. Yeah, they're that uncle. That uncle. That guy. Um, what were we talking about? Can I go into your notes? Yeah, I was going to ask if we should do New Year's resolutions now or later. Oh. And do you it? like that candy? What candy? Now and later. I've never had it. My mom told me I was allergic to gummy candies. <laughs> Wait. So I wasn't allowed to eat gummy candies because she said they'd kill me, which you know, is a lie. She took a few wrong turns, <laughs> but you ended up okay. She took a few wrong turns, but you ended up okay. You she told me okay. I was allergic to peanut butter um, because I loved it so much and gummy candies. My parents really just like let me let my freak flag fly with food, but they also didn't teach me anything about food. Like nutrition in my family was like you get a sandwich on my bread, a little Debbie's and a Doritos in your lunch with a juice box with a Capri Sun. Right. Every single day until you're like 17. Right. We really ate garbage growing up and then something happened and it was like very focused on not garbage. Well, my mom made home cooked meals every single night, but like. I don't know. It's just funny, you know, growing up now yeah. where I'm like, yeah, I, I won't. I can't eat Doritos, a Little Debbie's, a sandwich and a Capri Sun every day for lunch, unfortunately. Why not? Well, I could. And then I could be one of those people on the my 600 pound life. When we were little, my favorite day was Thursday because Thursday meant we would do chili dogs and watch Blind Date and Cops. Wow. That was like our family. Event. Okay. Cops. <laughs> yeah. Incredible show. It used to scare me. Incredible show. Yeah. Terrible show. Incredible show. Right. And it was just like, show. yeah. And Blind Date, did you ever watch that? I don't think so. It was raunchy. That was some wild so. TV for my elementary school days. No, we did like, oh, we did Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, yeah. We did that 70s show. We did Survivor, as you know. Oh, yeah, we did Survivor. But that was like later and more reality TV-y like, for Survivor our family. Survivor premiered in 2000. Yeah, so I was like eight. Yeah, but I don't think we started watching it until I was like nine or ten, but... Um, and you know, when Dr. Phil came out, mm. my mom and I would go into my dad had nothing to do with it. So we'd go into her bedroom Good job, dad. and we'd get into the bed. We get in our pajamas. We oh get in bed God. every single episode. Me and my mom, 
And Robin would always be in the audience smiling, pretty Robin, his wife. Oh, I loved that. I loved that gimmick. My like mom the loved first that gimmick. Lady. Yes, my dad lo- was like, at least Robin's hot. It's like, you know, she like, was. Yeah. Today, we're going to be talking about how... That's pretty good. I've wait, never done a Dr. Wait, Phil. That was so good. Today, we're going to be talking to a child who punches his cat after school. <laughs> and before we bring him out, I'd like to introduce in the audience Dr. Schmidt, who is part of the initiative to stop punching felines. Wait, that's always how it was going. That's so fucking good. You could you could either be Doctor Phil or Hank Hill from. Yeah, maybe Bill Clinton. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Propane. Just say propane and propane accessories, just for me. Oh my god! Someone like um, Hank Hill. Someone doctored a tweet from George W. Bush. Like mm-hmm. you know how Twitter had fake Ooh, people. Yes. They had George W. George W. Bush in the tweet said Kanye West does not care about black people. Because remember, Kanye West said George Bush doesn't care about black people. (laughs) Honestly, that mistake from Elon was the best thing he's ever done in his career. That week of social media was my favorite. It was a wild ride. Wild. It was a wild ride and I loved it. Wild. Okay, ask me a question about my notes. I can't wait. (coughs) My notes are unhinged and not connected and weird. Um, There's no... It's too deep. I know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We can delete that one. Why do you have plastic makes perfect and pyramid schemes? On your notes. Those are two episodes of ours. You love them? No, I was supposed to search for audio of you saying something, and I think oh. I have to wait what? for... So that was your notes, not for me to ask you about. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's... Okay, you know what we're going to talk about? What? Christmas Palooza. What's that? It was a Christmas party that my dear friend Jordan Santamaria and his brother David Santamaria threw on oh, yeah, Friday. That looked fun. And at that party while I was drunk, someone told me to go find audio from... It's, she couldn't decide if it was from either episodes uh-huh. so I could play it for you on air because it's very important. Oh. And so I said, okay, I will. And then I forgot to like move the note or do any oh. of my homework. Um, so Christmas Palooza was a potluck white elephant gift exchange party. Looked fun. Okay. I would say there was like 20 to 25 of us. Nice. I would say that most of these people worked in the bar or restaurant industry or have before. Which I literally couldn't tell if it was a Topa Christmas party. I know. So if you have never drank with people who work in restaurants, bars, they know how um, to drink. I just want to say it's probably for the best. They know how to drink because bartenders, servers, line cooks, like if you go out with those types of folks, um, your liver is going to feel some pain. You're going to feel pain. You're going to make that liver quiver. So it was a beautiful event. I brought a baked potato bar. Um, and spinach dip. So That's I pre cute. I pre baked potatoes, cut them all in half, refoiled them, brought sour cream, cheese, chives, the whole gambit. You know, cheese and chives. Everybody brought such good food. Did you let those potatoes grow cold? I tried to reheat them in the oven. The oven wasn't working, so they weren't hot. Interesting. Sucked, but that's fine. Now, I want to know: Should I start at the end of the story? I already started at the beginning, but I could start at the end. Record scratch. Wait, I think you should do the end of the record scratch. Go, wait a second. Let me tell you guys how I got here. Okay. All I remember, Saturday night, at the end of very, the very, very, very end of the night before I got in the bed, mm. was sitting in my shower, nude with, obviously, with the shower blasting me, and I just looked up at it in pain. Okay? 
Okay. So hey, guys. Show- hey, Stephanie guys. here. Hey. Listen, you might be wondering how I got here. How do you end up depressed in a shower <laughs> Well, let me rewind to the beginning of the night. It all started at the Christmas Palooza. Yeah, so we show up. We take a one ounce to less than one ounce shot of whiskey, which is like pretty fine. That's like... That's nice. That's I, a nice I just, shot. I refuse to do shots. Good for you. I just should kidding. have. I should have. Um, and then I had a seltzer. So I was like chilling, right? Yeah, yeah. That sounds appropriate. Now, do you understand what being iced is? Yes, I've iced you before. Um, then I proceed to get iced. If you don't understand what it is, it's when a Smirnoff ice is presented to you and you have to drink it. However, though, it has to. you have to find it. You're on your own. It's not like someone hands it to you. It's like a, it's like a, it's a surpri- Easter egg hunt. It's an Easter egg hunt that you don't want to be a part of. It's an of. ambush. It's a Trojan horse. So I'm sitting and eating and I move this Santa hat out of the way and a ice rolls out of it. And what you are to do is to get down on one knee and chug it all in one at that moment when you find it. Wow. So obviously I do that. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh fuck, she found the first ice. No, I found the second ice. That's a lie. Danielle found the first one. Anyways, chugging this ice, finish it, whatever, I'm eating my dinner. Finish my dinner. I move somewhere else on the couch. I move a pillow to squish over to the corner of the of the couch. Yeah, there's an ice no. behind the pillow. So I chug that one, and I'm thinking, oh God, okay. So I've had a shot of whiskey, a seltzer, and two ices, and it's been maybe an hour. So I'm like, I'm chilling out, you know. Yeah, I'm not drinking anymore. I'm drinking water. I'm not drinking anymore. Two ices. So then. We're doing White Elephant, and it's a blast. It's so much fun. Uh-huh. And it's my turn to pick. I'm number eight. Why is it called White Elephant? I don't know, and I'm sure I don't want to know. Yeah. I'm not looking into that. No. Um, and I go and pick out a gift, and there's this, like, toilet. Like, you can sit on the toilet and play golf. It's like mini golf. And I lift this toy up, and on the bottom of the box is a taped 24-ounce Smirnoff ice. Oh, my God. So I did two 12-ounces. And then I had the 24 and I got halfway through and I gave up and they're like, you don't have to finish the half. And then Bridget from fucking God knows where starts to go, Stephanie. And then everyone goes, Stephanie. So the whole crowd is chanting my name. And what is a girl to do? You have, well, you are a people pleaser. I am a, you love being amped up. I love being amped. I also love peer pressure. I love it. Yeah. So I did it and I drank the entire 24 ounce in one sitting, like within, you know, 45 seconds. We're getting there. This makes me want to heave. So then I'm like, okay, well, I'm really not drinking. And we like got through the rest of White Elephant. We're all hanging out and stuff. What'd you get? I got the toilet game. Oh, you got the toilet game. Yeah. I, I thought you were. I opened it and then there was a Smirnoff in it. I thought that you were peeing on the toilet playing the game and found the. <laughs> That's what I thought. The fuck? I thought I interpreted uh... that that you were peeing and playing golf <laughs> sitting on the toilet. I'm sorry, Topa Talk listeners. That is not what happened. <laughs> So I made the joke when I sat back down after I was like, well, when I'm puking my guts out later, I'll be playing golf at least. I have yeah, something yeah, to do, yeah. you know? So then, Four. yeah. So like, I would say 45 minutes to an hour goes by. I'm chilling. I feeling I was, loosey-goosey. well, first of all, everyone was worried about my safety because I was sitting in the corner just staring into space. Like, cause I had just eaten and taken down 48 ounces of fucking Smirnoff ice, which is disgusting. I'm just staring into space. Everyone's like the Dude. sugar. And I'm like, I know the sugar. So my stomach kind of gets over Did you over tell it. them how that's what the sugar gets eaten by the yeast? <laughs> In my stomach. Yeah. So I'm just getting more drunk. You're a big hard kombucha at this point. I know. And so later we go play this game called tits. It's like a, it's a mix. You, if you spell tits out, if you lose so many times you spell tits, it's kind of like horse, horse with basketball. Tits. Um, it's all these little like drinking games mixed together. It's like flip cup, beer pong, blah, blah, blah. All mixed God, together. Fun night. And so we play that. Then we play a game called Rage Cage. 
and then it's like 12 30 everyone's gone except for me asa and like a couple other people and we're supposed to leave i'm pretty i'm this is where i start browning out okay you know where things are coming in and going like Like someone just gets a fart but it's not someone just told me someone told me yes browning out is like not a full blackout oh it's like you're browning out so it's like you have bits and pieces of it yeah yeah yeah. some what i don't remember is saying that we should all take a shot to clean up stephanie I instigated that, I guess. So we took a shot to clean the house, to clean the house. We That's leave. demonic. I know. We leave. So this house is in the middle of God knows where in Camarillo and like uncorporate, uncorporated territory in Camarillo in the middle of goddamn nowhere. In the mushroom field. We make it to Seaward before I tell you to pull over. Not throwing up on Seaward. On Seaward in front of someone's house. Aza gave me a box so I didn't puke in their grass. Well. It was pretty nice. It's see it's, it's happened getting, before. And I'm sorry if you're queasy about this stuff because like just fast forward a minute because it's getting worse. He said we stopped from Seaward to Ojai, which is like pretty close. Yeah. Five times. No. And you kept yarfing out them chives and sour cream. Now, when I tell you that I one of the things that I do remember yeah. is that at one of the stops, it was like rocky and dirty. I face planted and I have a scratch all over my nose. I face planted. This is not you. I was, I was, I couldn't hold myself up. Stephanie. Then we get home and I asked Ace the next morning, where was I sitting? This is where we get back to where I started. Where I was I sitting in the shower. I can't, my hair is the most knotted thing ever and it's still wet the next morning. I'm like, why was I just sitting in the shower last night? He's like, cause I was leaving the bathroom and I didn't want you to fall. So I made you sit down. Oh my God. He also said, I can't believe he was like this is where people should fast forward he was like i didn't understand how things could still be coming out of you i literally was that's good i poisoned no i literally like this is how frat boys die you know what i mean like i poisoned myself this is what it sounds like when frat boys die (laughs) and i was grateful the next day that i got it all out the night before because like who wants to puke in the broad daylight nobody no when you're already hungover no my sister was texting me so much better i mean i get it over with Listen, we all know I'm, you know, a little bulimia baby sometimes, but I will, if I drink too much, I will put oh, two fingers down my throat so and told, I'm like, release the Kraken. I don't want to deal with this tomorrow. No, I'll I told, puke up that alcohol. I told Asa, I said, if I die mysteriously today, they're going to think I'm bulimic if they do an autopsy. Like, no doubt. Oh my God. Like 100%. This, well, I think they'll know the alcohol level in you. <laughs> to know you're not believing you guys i literally <laughs> went to hell and came back somehow yeah you, i you, died saturday was she hard persisted i went and hung out with melissa and she was very impressed mm-hmm. by me we were like thank god she has a stroller because we walked down downtown ventura from uh-huh. her house and i was using the stroller like a walker like yeah. i was bent over she was laughing so hard you were I, unwell. we went to target i used the cart as a walker unwell unwell what is the most drunk you've ever been in your life that? i no. okay so here's it? the thing that most people don't know about me is Oakley Stephanie? You don't even recognize her. That was like once a month. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was a. I binge drank so. I didn't drink ever during the week. I never drank alone. I never thought that was. I drank to get fucked up. This is the Jersey Shore okay. era of of our lives. Okay. I remember once. I would say one really bad one was. Well, the bad ones in high school were always accompanied with me thinking I could take a bong rip or some shit. Oh, God. You know what I mean? And just becoming paralyzed with fear and anxiety and stomach issues. You I, guys, can't, I can't do it. I used to be a trash. I used to be a terrible person. That doesn't make you a terrible person. It just makes you not have respect for yourself. <laughs> yeah. No, you know what, though? I told everyone the night before. 
He said, guys, every single time I drink or like have any fun at all, the next day I just sit around thinking everyone hates me. And I told them all that and they mm. thought it was hilarious and weird. And the did next, you think that way Saturday? Nope. The next <gasps> day, not only did I feel confident, but they all sit in the group chat. We still love you, Stephanie. Oh, <laughs> it was sweet. great. I sent a photo of me like dying. And I was like, how are we? And Have everyone was like, we still love you. And I'm like, no, physically, how are we? How are we? Not how's our relationship? No, I feel good about that. Like, did you ever do a power hour? Yes, oh I've done God. multiple power hours. Oh, yeah. And we, I used to have a friend that I drank with him, and we would do three peats, three What's shots three? at once. For the power three hour? Three shots at once. No, not power hour, but like just he would oh, be like three peats, and we would just go take three shots. Oh, my God. How, you want me to die? Yeah. If you, you don't know what a power hour is, you guys, it's every minute on the minute you take a shot of beer, which sounds crazy, but that's you do 60 it That's 60 ounces. It's 60 ounces, and it's consistent over an hour because you do it every minute on the minute, and nothing gets you more fucked up. I've never made a whole I hour. I was going to say, I don't and think i I have not done this since 2010. No, I don't think I've made a whole hour. No one does. I don't think I've made it. Because you kind of, it's also, you kind of get bored. Let's yeah, be real. Yeah, sitting around doing it. It's just stupid. I the I've the, the only time I've taken multiple shots in a row like boom 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 was my birthday party when I hurt my knee and I had four shots come my way and I just one after the other. Well, I condone that and I respect it because <sighs> you were like maybe had a ripped ACL. Like what else are you going to do? I was so much pain. What else I was like do? I'll never have a party like this again. I have to fucking rally. Yeah. So that was upsetting. Well, that sounds like a really fun night. It was so much fun. You know why I think I felt fine about myself the next day i really like up until it got nitty and gritty yeah i was like pretty much my i was like just a heightened like a very loud version of myself but i was also you're not embarrassing when you're drunk i want you to know that i know that now and also i don't know the topa kids and stuff and all my friends there i just i don't know if you if you're worried the real ones if you're worried that you're embarrassing when you're drunk you're probably not that person that is embarrassing when they're drunk if you have enough self-awareness to even care i because i'll do that with my friends where i'm like oh shit like i don't get black i mean i don't remember the last time i was blackout drunk not even on my birthday did like and that was i was drinking all day i don't get blackout drunk no i know melissa was like was the last time you threw up from alcohol i was like oh yeah i don't know oh god i don't know i just i'm always when i start to get like fady you know tom fady I, when I, so Emily and I say we, so dumb. over Catalina we kept doing that because I what it, she made fun of me because I was like you know Catalina I, I get wild and there was a day and I was like I'm starting to lose my fade and she goes ew don't say that and we for the rest of the trip we kept saying like fady Tom fady I don't know this yeah. last trip you didn't get that wild though Tom fady we didn't um but hey listen I always I always say to my friends like am I embarrassing myself I'm drunk and they're like you can't even tell that you are drunk right now so there's people like that I know. I know a girl like that that we're becoming friends. Her name's Danielle. And I saw her after like a huge day drinking thing. And I was so excited to see her because I thought she was going to come in like fucking litty titty. Like chill. I was sober, but I was like stoked to see someone drunk. Like yeah. she's a fun. She's super fun. And so she came in and she was so like serious and or like normal that i was like oh i thought you guys day drink all day she's like i'm really drunk right now but you would never be able to tell because i turn into like a very normal person i feel like that's how i am a little bit i just get red in the face but that's almost more alarming because like you're not a normal person you're like quite the butterfly you know so it's like if you're getting serious and quiet it's like oh i don't get serious and quiet i just i feel like i'm hyper aware of not embarrassing myself oh i guys (laughs) i just saw a couple of them and one guy there was sober like he he doesn't drink fucking good for you i'm starting to consider it again i'm doing a dry jan 
Bye. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying, at least. Let's see if that happens. Sure, let's do it. Um, uh. He said that I was definitely telling people um, that I'm freaky in the sheets. And I thought, Good. I told him, how dare you say Good. that back to me in the broad do daylight? Not do that. Yeah. Don't ever. The S train has left the station. And it's S- Oakley Stephanie? Yeah. S- Annie Oakley is out gone. Uh, She's not in the room anymore. Annie Oakley has left. And I do told, not tell Stephanie about her. I was talking to my sister about it and I was like, everyone was so surprised that I can chug so well. And I'm like, they don't know me. They don't know me. They don't know me. They don't know how I can drink. They don't know the golden china. The problem is is when you take, you know, twenty ten Stephanie. Yeah. Who was a tankish. She's tankish. <clears throat> she can she can hang. Yeah. And you mix her with lightweight Stephanie who has like two kombuchas and gets drunk with you on Ooh. air. It it was a quite a mix. Yeah. Quite a mix. I'm glad you had a good time. You deserved to have a good time. The next day, however. But you're wanting to pause. I could tell you're, you keep looking at the I want to hear the noise. Oh, okay. I okay, want to okay. hear the new noise. Are you ready? Yeah. That was beautiful. Merry Christmas. Carol of the Bells, sung it's, by cats. It's funny because we were, it's, I see why he got inspiration when we came home. Because when we walked to OBC, I was doing like, oh, there you go. Carol of the Bells is for, the most like metal Christmas song. I was going to say, for any of the Office fans out there, when Dwight is just like rocking the fuck out to that song. They, uh, what's Cody interviewing? You going to interview me? Oh, yeah, I do. I have an interview for you. Oh, cool. So here's I the thing. I love to talk about myself. I'm feeling really um sad that you're leaving and i feel like i haven't wait what (laughs) i'm doing what i haven't learned all the things that i feel like i could have learned about you on this show because we talk about anything and everything okay i'm just kind of shy so like if i don't want to answer something so these are questions i sat down and thought i don't think i know the answer i like your um you guys can't see it but i like the ornaments that you hung up on on our microphones because they're um the trans rights colors they're the trans flags colors that's why i did it white blue like baby blue and baby pink and i love that i wanted it to sync up with the marriage equality act yeah trans rights for christmas all i want for christmas is my trans happy (laughs) yeah yeah why not yeah okay okay interview time cody's interview (sighs) i wish we had intense music in the back like okay i guess if i have to do more work for this episode since it's your almost last is this like an interrogation interview or a fun interview because it's fun but semi-fast okay how old were you when you smoked your first cigarette uh, 16. Wow. And then I didn't have it again. You I, just had one cigarette when you are 16? I don't even think I inhaled. I had like a few. <laughs> okay. Because my friend had gone summering in Portugal and she came back with cigarettes and we were very oh. glamorous that summer. Wow. And um, when I, we got, we were house sitting her boss's house and we um, had bought cigarettes and alcohol from someone with a fake ID, my sister's ex-boyfriend. And Thank you. Um, we had a... a crazy night and then we skipped going to Ventura College next day because we were doing that for elective credits because we went to Chaparral. So we ditched school. We sat in her boss's backyard drinking Malibu rum and smoking cigarettes because we didn't want to waste it because we had paid for it. (laughs) 
couldn't save it. <laughs> we didn't want to save it because we couldn't take it home. Our parents would find uh, it. So we just sat in the backyard at like 11. <laughs> no, that's so high school. So high school. That's drinking so Pepsi and, and Malibu, Malibu rum oh and smoking cigarettes. Ugh, oh. Gross. And then I didn't smoke until I had a very high stressful job that made me need some sort of release. Fair enough. Recently, like... Like three years ago, really? four years ago, really? Yeah, I didn't smoke from sixteen until even during my party phase going to West Hollywood. I never smoked cigarettes. Okay. Hell no, I guess I didn't. Know I was that. very health king, you know. You were a health king, and um, yeah, environment stress. king. But hey, listen, I started Wellbutrin, the antidepressant, anti-anxiety, you know what, Cody? and so brave, <laughs> very brave of me so to brave say of that. You. But they also prescribe it for nicotine addiction and guess what since I started popping those pills I have not had a single desire to have a cigarette I have not smoked for like three weeks that's amazing yeah. I'm stoked now is when you were 16 when you had your first drink too uh, probably like 14, 13 I know right it's it's early with the drinking Catalina you know yeah. house parties yeah camping Catalina you get it yeah whatever um what made you fall in love with baking? What do you love about it so much? I had just like realized I had never done it before when I was really high watching a Netflix baking show called wow. Zumbo's Just Desserts. When do you think this was? How old were you? Do you think you were? This was in like 2018. Okay. And I was like, I'm going to go get ingredients to make chocolate chip cookies. I've just never baked. And I loved the precision and the science of it. And then I really love... Um, creative expression so like decorating cakes is really fun for me and now I'm not super into it because the dishes that you have to do and the cleanup that you have to do is just not worth it. I would say because it's so precise you have to use like a million little tools and uh -huh. things to make it yeah. I spent like sense. $400 on baking equipment when I got really into that hobby. You're so good. I, I just love decorating cakes I think it's so fun and I have a very steady hand and I like really like precise Shit, so I really love decorating cakes. But don't ask me to decorate a cake for you. I don't do that anymore. I don't want to do that anymore. You made a, the best cake I've ever eaten for my birthday. Oh, well, I'll do it for you. Special and, occasion. And you only. Okay. Um, I would say, based on your work experience, that you feel inclined to service and oriented work. Why? I think that I was raised to... Um, really monitor situations. I had very explosive personalities in my family, and so I was constantly um, constantly doing damage control, and it has really ingrained in me this ability to read someone in a split second and know exactly what to say to them to make them feel taken care of and comfortable. And I think that's why I've always been really great with customer service and beyond. Amazing. Why not do something you're good at? Yeah. Um, if you had to, I don't think you and I are like these kind of people, but if you had to go back in life, one thing, anything, no matter how small or big, what would you change that's happened? Um, I, I believe in, I don't like the whole thing. Like I wouldn't change anything. There's, I don't really believe that. I would love to change a ton of stuff. Okay. There's a lot I would change. There's a lot of people I wouldn't have slept with. Um, there's a lot of things that I wouldn't have tried like recently that I shared with you. Do I you, wish I hadn't done that. Do you think that remorse is natural and other people are being like over the top optimists? Or do you think your mindset is just different than other people? Because like, like you're a good person. You have a roof over your head. You're safe. You're happy. You have friends. Yeah. So like in reality, you know, like a lot of people are like, I wouldn't change anything. Yeah. I but mean, like you're being very much like, no, you would change some shit. I would absolutely change some, some shit because if you can avoid turmoil and avoid um 
unpleasant things, then I feel like why wouldn't you want to do that? But Unless don't it you leads think to the something lows, great. Don't you think the lows make the highs feel good or whatever? I'd keep some lows, but there's and then there's things like I when my grandpa was dying on his deathbed, we all got like ten minutes to talk to him, and I could not bring myself to talk to him, so I didn't even say anything to him. He wasn't responding back. But, yeah, that's but, fair. Like I regret not talking to my grandfather before he died in that moment. I just kind of sat there crying, and that felt like a wasted opportunity to have a moment with him. See, I think you beat yourself up. I'm not beating myself up. I'm just kind of like these are what I. Ch- I wish I'd come out of the closet sooner because it would have been safe for me to do so, and I wish. I I would have just done it. There's a lot I would have changed. Yeah. I think that when I look back, if the things I would want to change have so much to do with other people than they have to do with myself. Yeah. Like my relations to other people, you know, like when my mom lost her father and lost her brother even more recently, like I, I don't know. I think I just had my head up my ass. I don't know what happened, but I was not there for her at all. Yeah. And it's so weird to look back and think like, God, like, are we so selfish, uh, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, I get your point. Like, I think I, the only things I would change is has to do with my relation. Like, I miss Kelsey's. God, it kills me to this day. I miss her graduation oh. from college. Yeah. And it was so annoying. I put the time off request and it got denied. Mm-hmm. I show I'm so upset, you know, about it. I'm talking to the manager. I'm like, come on, come on, come on, come on. Yeah. They're like, you and six other people wanted this weekend off. And I'm like, oh. whatever. So I don't go. I show up to work that day. It's slow. Yeah. I get cut after like three hours. They didn't even fucking need me. Yeah. And you know what I mean? It's like those things in life where you just look back and you're like, if I had the hindsight to know what I know now about life, where it's yeah. like, yeah, you could have ruined your coworker's shift, but they would have made hella money. They would have gotten over it. It wouldn't be affecting you now. It wouldn't have changed much, you know? The butterfly effect. The butterfly effect wouldn't have changed. Like, I wish that you could have some hindsight on, like, I wish I could go back and tell myself what's important and what's not. Right. Because when you're young, you you think you know what's important. Right. But it takes, like, some life experience to... And I think when you grow up, don't older people always tell you what's important and what's not, but it's like hard to listen to them. It's hard to listen you to them. You have to learn that stupid shit on your own. I wish I, I wish I would have been a lot nicer to people in like my early twenties. I was I was in a very mean era. Okay. Like like maybe eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty one. I was very mean. Well, everyone who knows you from those times still loves you. Mm, not the ones I was mean to. Okay. Well, fuck them. Um, okay. B- separate. This is all like positive stuff, nothing to do with changing stuff. But if you had three wishes uh-huh. and you can't wish for more wishes. Okay. Genie. What would you wish? My three wishes mm-hmm. and I can't wish for more wishes. And you can't like change anything from the past. It just all has to be like, you know, here now. Um, I wish it was universally accepted and yearned for that all humans deserve basic human rights. Okay. It's my very first one. Um, I'm not being politically correct. I just wish people would get out of their asses and, uh, and uh, understand and appreciate that we all deserve rights. I wish. Um, Can I be devil's advocate on that? If I, always, like the genie, for all of them. Don't you think the genie's always smirking because they're like, because <laughs> there's always something like when you word it. I would say that people's idea of what a human right differs. Yeah. So I don't even think that these people that are taking rights keeping yeah. people from rights realize you know what I'm saying like absolutely they think that women gay people and people of color should be miserable but they should have a gun <laughs> yeah that makes sense like they truly do believe that they are doing something righteous that's the problem right but anyways next wish okay first you wish. can't change it go to I, your next that's one that's it 
I was gonna say I wish everybody just thought exactly how I did <laughs> no you don't that would kidding. be That'd terrible be so scary um my second wish is that I my second wish I'm trying to take this you don't very... want to be rich well what does that mean not necessarily more money more problems there's a certain amount of money where the problems are pretty chill um I wish Mo money mo problem is a way to keep middle class and lower class people from striving for riches come on I don't want to be more rich miss anti-capitalism okay I want to be rich so I can go sit up on a farm and be alone and not have to talk to anyone I wish I could like I wish I could be in White Lotus okay <laughs> like as an actor as an actor yeah. oh you want to be an actor I wish I knew how to act I wish I knew how to act okay. <laughs> I don't know how to act why don't we change the wish to I wish I had a successful acting career <laughs> What's number three? I've never aspired to be an actor. Now that's my second wish is to be a successful <laughs> actor. I want an Academy Award, damn it. Fuck yeah. Um, I wish my cat could talk. Oh. No, I, no. no I was Can gonna I say, take it back? I was going to say Can that I take it back? Diana dies in like 18 years I and wish, then you're done. I wish my dog was like a visible ghost. My dead dog was like a visible ghost that floated around my apartment. It was still like my dog, but like a ghost version would be so cool. So cool. Like if I had a ghost dog where <laughs> people Diana. came over and they saw this like floating blue ghost dog would be so cool. And you're the only, no, but you don't want to be the only one with the ghost dog because then it's going to become a thing. I'm not telling anybody but my friends. You think your friends have tight lips so they're going to sell that to TMZ and then your life's over. TMZ is not. Yeah, well, or that's how I get rich. Yes, viewings of your ghost dog. Twenty come bucks on, a come head. All. You would move though. You would not want everyone in your space. To a castle. Yeah. My but the, what if my dog is stuck in my apartment, my current apartment? What if he's bound there? Those wishes were terrible. I wish to be a successful actor. I wish I had a ghost dog, and I wish that everybody, including the awful people, had equal rights. Uh, the awful people see Cody. No, the awful people do deserve rights. Thank and, you. And Thank they you. deserve rights over their body and their choices and their lives. But um, did you know that guns are not people? Did you know that? And they don't deserve more rights than they women. They don't have a heartbeat, and but they, they don't be deserve more heartbeats. rights than trans people. They don't deserve more rights than gay people. Do you guys understand that? Do you guys know it's just a hunk of metal that shoots metal? I mean, can we... Get a Nerf gun, you dorks. If you want something uh, to dorks. shoot and you want to feel so cool, dorks. get a Nerf gun, you fucking loser. Get a, a rubber band gun. Those are awesome. Let me see what you can do with a slingshot. Yeah. Meet me at the laser tag, you fucking losers. Why you gotta go kill people? Get real. Dorks. What a bunch of dorks. Now, I, w I have a Topatox stats page here. Do we want to save that for the last That was step? my interview? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I wanted more. See, I thought I was doing too much, so I stopped writing questions. Oh, ask me another one off the cuff. <laughs> I want three more questions. I, that's I your wish? Is that your final wish? Yeah, my final <laughs> wish is that you have to give me three more questions on the spot. Okay. We might have to turn on the light because it looks like we're having a seance I was going to say, can here. we pause? I have to pee and stuff. Okay. Just like that. We're back, y'all. It's so bright in here. It's upsetting, actually. <sighs> now it's, yeah. I'm going to have to get a new bulb. My new co-host is not going to like that. I want a flickering orange one. Like, <laughs> it's like we're just like dying in here. Okay, should we alternate? Because I wrote some for you, too, just for sure, fun while sure. you were in the pisser. <laughs> sure, get me warmed up. Okay, if you were turned into a household object a la Beauty and the Beast, what would you turn into? And I had, I, I could animate it. Well, you are just moving around and grooving around. Yeah, that's animated. But usually they have to do with what they were, you know? Like the maid turned into a feather duster. 
Um, but was she like jamming or could she like feather dust? Oh, she was a slut. She was shaking them feathers all I over the I love the, the idea of the feather duster. That's hot. I don't own one though. Um, I have a feather. I have a dusting glove. I feel like you turned into a ceramic of some sort. Ooh, ooh, Like you ooh, turned into a ceramic ooh, pot. Ooh, like a sexy vase though. <clears throat> oh, with curves. Ooh. Bada bing, bada booms, and a ding, da da da. And then I could change my hair all the time because it's the whatever flowers are in there. Oh, that's so cute. I love that. I'm a vase. That's I'm an ashtray. <laughs> I would be an ashtray. Okay. <laughs> or like a butt plug. Okay, what animal would you be if you could be an animal? Um, Same vein. <laughs> <laughs> if I could be any animal, I would probably. Oh, ASMR. I love that stuff. Had to Did you finish yours before mine? Dude, Damn, you drink slow. Girlfriend. After Friday, I'm just balls <laughs> to the wall. Oh, ah, ah, oh, oh. Um, I feel like the name Cody would mm. suit like mm. a um yellow lab with like a red bandana that lives in the Hamptons in a very privileged family life. Like that is like that someone has a, a dog named Cody that is like has a stocking on the mantle. Absolutely. But they do. if I was being honest, if I was a like animal, I'd probably for some reason I feel like I have like lemur energy or like the kids, um, my nieces and nephews all think of me as a sloth and they love sloth things and like yes. show me sloth things. I'm very sloth like, um, because I am like hairy and like slow and mellow and I like to nap. Am I slow and mellow? No, and I don't see you I I'm see fast talking sloth? I, I don't I don't agree but that's okay what animal do you think I am I like the lemur idea I like something freaky like soft a raccoon I would love to be a raccoon I am a raccoon in a sanctuary or free free to roam the, the sewers Fully and diseased. make friends with the rats and eat the trash right I on. love that and you know they have stripes like I have on my leg I feel like I was a raccoon there you go if you were an animal I could see you being like a horse and not because I want them removed from the world forever. <laughs> yeah, what the? That's my third fuck? wish. Get rid of horses. <laughs> I need something with a long life. Horses? How long do those live? The, the bigger the animal, I think, the, the well, less... horse people put them down if they hurt themselves, like, so, without even trying to fix it? Like, if they the, can't race, they put them down? Sure, if they're racing horses. If they're racist horses? <laughs> What's their next question? What's the most racist horse you've ever met? <laughs> If you could say something to Otto that he would completely understand, what would it be? I love you. I think he gets that already. Oh, okay, Why okay, do you okay. tell him anything? Um, that he would completely understand? Yeah. He already understands everything I need him to know. Sometimes I get really high. That he's high. a good boy and that I love him. I know. Sometimes I get really high and Diana will do her thing where she jumps on my shoulder and I'll just be petting her and I'm like, I just want you to live the best life you can live. <laughs> I get really deep. Yeah, I think Otto knows how I feel about him. Yeah. But So you wouldn't tell me anything cool like like um you could be in a shelter right now. I do tell him that. And mm -hmm. I love you so much and you're never gonna have that life. That seemed like three things. You said three things, <sighs> not one. Your turn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this we're gonna get more serious not more serious it's like actor on actor interview <laughs> since is. I'm an actor now <laughs> you guys I have to leave Topa Talk because I'm entering and, my world into acting and a successful one at that a successful actor um is there any part of you small 1% 2% 6% okay that wants to be a dad um 
I could see myself being like Andy Cohen and having a dad in my late 40s. Early having 50s. a dad? Or yeah. being a dad? I just want a dad. <laughs> Sorry, Gene. I just want a dad. I'm just kidding. <laughs> being a dad. But at the same time, I feel like if. Right now, I could confidently say I 0% want to be a dad. When you grew up, when you were growing up and you were younger and stuff, did you ever think, like, I feel like when we're young, it's like assumed we're going to have a family and stuff? Well, yeah, and it's just like, you know, the expectations family has. How old do you think you were when you were, like, honest with yourself about that? Recently. Recently. Really? Yeah, I wanted to have kids. After after my sister had kids. Yeah. Um, like this was now 12 years ago when she first had Sawyer I was like oh my god I didn't know that kids were so awesome and okay and cute and like I want to be a dad but see the thing is is that I wanted kid and I was in a serious relationship when um Shepard was born and I was like okay I kind of want kids and I liked the idea of my kids being close in age to Kaylee's kids so that they could have really cool cousins and then it became a thing of like, well, maybe they could be babysitters. And now I'm at the point where I'm just like, I don't think I want, I 0% of me wants kids right now. That's fair. I think I was born to be an amazing uncle. And I love the experience of seeing these kids grow up and um, them influencing my life and me influencing theirs. And it's so cool to see. But do I want to, to deal with anything else? No. I am so curious if... I mean, it has to be right that men and women feel differently about it. And Tell they that f- to Nick Cannon. Well, I'm just cu- no. I mean, I'm curious, like the responsibility aspect of it. Like, like I can make children on my own. Right. I don't need anybody, really. Right. You know, I need some sperm, but that's right. pretty easy to come by. So, uh, um, <laughs> so I feel like being the creator of life. Yeah. It's Pretty cool. a different weight of a decision, though. It is. It's on one hand. But it's then on I feel bad for con- guys. Well, it's on one hand more convenient, but the other hand, it's like, damn, you have to fucking change your body and give a huge part of yourself to someone and go through excruciating pain. And, you know, people, gay people or people who are unable to conceive children by themselves don't have to carry a child like that and give birth like that which is can be a blessing unless someone wants that experience which i know a lot of women do you know yeah um that aren't able to but then it's like the process of the adoption process and how much that costs and or in vitro or um surrogate how much that costs and everything is such a nightmare i know and I also think of the flip side, like fans of The Office will know like Michael Scott, like the main guy, like he wanted it in his bones, like he wanted to have a family, he wanted to have kids, he wanted yeah. to have the memories, he wanted... Did he ever have kids on that show? Not that we like know of, but um, <laughs> I don't think, oh, God, it gets so weird at the end, but um, he has a partner who gets a surrogate, or she's she gets, I'm not a surrogate, she goes to a sperm bank, and he's like devastated, he's <gasps> like, you didn't want my baby that is sad and it's like yeah women can just go have kids men who really want to have kids have to have a partner that wants to have kids or like you know an accident has to happen or yeah so yeah it's interesting i'm i'm in a place in my life where i'm really struggling with this topic and i'm hoping like next year we could do like a mom episode where we like bring in moms we bring in people who want to be parents we bring in people who don't i'm just so curious to explore the topic because 
I am now that we're getting married and stuff like the seriousness of like decisions like that are coming into scope yeah. in such a big way. Yeah. And so I'm like, fuck, you know? Yeah. <sighs> I just wish that I would have a kid on accident. Oh, I don't want it. Cause I have to pick it. I have to decide it. Decide what? Pick up the kid to, to be a mom or not. Oh, you know, well, and everyone says, wish, I mean, everyone's always watch like, what you wish for. It could happen. Well, everyone's always like, you never, you're never going to be ready. So you just have to dive in. I don't know. I, I, I want to expand on this topic It's a big one. And we're like already at an hour. So anywho, we're not already at an hour. Yeah, we are. Wow. This is a good episode then. I know. I have another one for you. Okay. This is the last one I have for you. Besides missing talking to me and hanging out with me. What are, what is the biggest thing you're going to miss from Topa Talk? Well, that is number one. I get very sad and emotional emotional thinking about that. Um, but I'm going to miss um, the attention. I like attention. I can't help it. I, I was crying to Melissa talking about this on Saturday. And I was like, I just like the community. It's like in meeting people. <laughs> I like, I know. I like, I like, I like conversations that are already half-baked. Meaning like... When I go to Topa or go to something, someone comes up and they just say something and we don't have, it's like, they just say like, Hey, I, I was watching this and I was thinking of you. What do you think about this? And I, they already know I know about it. There's a context. There's context yeah. and it just makes conversations really cool with people. And, um, I agree. People will reach out to us and like, you know, get yeah. more into a conversation or we'll see people yeah. and they'll be like, that was great. And I'll be like, what do you think? And it's fun. I'm going to miss doing like the Instagram posts and stuff. Oh, well, I'm gonna I mean, miss, <laughs> I know you're like, well, sign up. I mean, keep doing them. I'm going to miss, I'm going to like going to your market the other week and like every other person I ran into is someone who listened. That was the biggest volume of listeners. That was crazy. That was the biggest volume of listeners I've ever experienced all at one place, you know? Here we are thinking they're all in Ojai. I know. They're in Ventura. Ventura cuties. And it just like, I, I just, I like, I like being liked. Who doesn't like being liked, you know? That's the thing. Besides like the friendship and stuff, it's so weird to admit so openly, but that is the thing that I struggle with. It's nice being liked. It's nice having this pulse and this connection and this, like, I'm afraid to lose that. Melissa was asking me, because I was, I've recently been very emo texting Melissa and Cody, just like, I think the easiest thing right now, for some reason, like, I'm usually up for a challenge. I'm usually up for a new chapter. I'm usually up for like a big change. Like change is something I've always accepted with like open arms. Yeah. I feel so defeated by the idea of like finding someone rebranding like I'm not up for the challenge right now and then I was like the easiest thing I could do is walk away but that's not easy for my heart but it'd be easy in general if that makes sense like it would just be like I would just stop doing it what what would what would a hiatus look like until you found someone where you're like whoa you'd be a good host we both have time where I'm feeling inspired I mean I'm not necessarily telling you this like so you could give me advice necessarily I just mean more like there's this weird push and pull inside of me that's like the devil and the angel of like quit and it's like no you got this What's but i've never you felt more it right now i mean i'm going to do it like i know that yeah and even if january's weird or it doesn't start right away or whatever like i just i'm not ready to walk away from it i know that for a fact yeah so i would hate to be a catalyst of why you would decide to not do this no but then i was thinking today i'm like why does it feel like people can walk away from this because it's so I've created something that's so mine 
but I'm also like, have I made it all on my trip? Like, like it's so funny, you know, where it's yeah. like, there's this roadmap for co-hosts that I've created that they can walk away. Where it's like, oh, I know. Well, now two of them have, so the next one's like not going to feel too committed. The next one's going to be like, I can stay on for a year. Yeah. So I'm just kind of like, in what atmosphere or how have I created a situation where it's like, you need like, a blood oath. Like I couldn't, ha- like if I decided, if I told you, like I'm quitting Topa Talk, and you wanted to keep it going, it'd be really hard for you to keep it going. Yeah. So I'm like. Only because, like, yeah, you would have to have the equipment and learn how to edit. Like, da, 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 yeah. da. so I'm just like, God, like when you came and talked to me, there was no like expectation of the podcast ending. You were just like, you'll have to get a new co-host. Like, it's just such a funny, right. it's a really funny experience to be on the other side of it. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, people feel like they can walk away from this. Right. Because it's not theirs. Right. It so always like, has been yours. I know. Though. But like, how do I make the next person feel as because I think what sold you two on it a little bit is that I didn't have to do that. Is that you could walk away at any minute <laughs> if you really wanted to. I don't think that's it. I no, think it deep was- down inside, like you're very flappant. Like, at least that's how I felt when I, my biggest concern about bringing you on uh-huh. was that you were going to be really excited about it for like six months. And then, you know, I've been miserable for the to, last two and a half years. To be <laughs> fair. No, and I'm just being honest because I mean, to be fair, that was like my biggest insecurity fear. Obviously, yeah. like you stayed on for three fucking years. <laughs> like that's crazy. Um, but it's just so funny. I'm like, damn. Who else did you think of other than me? I don't feel comfortable when, saying it on air. Why? Well, cause I don't want it to be rude or like hurt anyone's feelings. Why would it hurt anyone's feelings? If you were thinking about them being a co-host. Because I chose you over them. Well, I think we can all agree I was the right choice. <laughs> we could talk about it off air. Okay. Oh, now I'm so curious. <laughs> I think we could all agree I was a great choice. I do. Thank you were. Now... You have a couple notes. I'm switching up the gears because I got too serious <laughs> Who there. said I was done with your questions? Oh, What oh, advice oh. do you give your future child or children if they come back and listen to this episode? How interesting you about that a child question. Oh, um, I would say for me, like if I was a kid or this is my kid, I'm going to say that the people who choose to be around you all the time and the people who choose to talk to you consistently and the people who actively make effort to be with you and be around you actually fucking like you or they're codependent careful ice them out okay push them away so that's not my advice i'm just kidding my advice is that like you know i would take actions seriously because i'm like a very words of affirmation i get really insecure a lot of my time is wasted wondering if someone is annoyed with me and i've come to the point or I'm trying to convince myself that that is their problem. If someone is annoyed with me or has a problem with me, it is their problem to bring it to me. Totally. I can't sit around and... Because also, it's putting my friends in a bad position. I'm thinking the worst of them, that they're sitting around thinking the worst of me. So I think my advice to someone would just be like, people that show you in actions that they like you, like you. Yeah. That's good advice. I mean, that's not like the most earth shattering advice ever. No, And it's not like... This isn't the only advice you'll give your child. No, but I think it's the one I would give my my younger self. So I guess that's why I want to... That's what I'm bringing home. Yeah. Right now for myself. And then last question. Who was your favorite Topa Talk guest with Melissa and who with me? Oh, that's really hard. You Um, have to do it. Yeah, of course. I think with Melissa... By the way, and we'll go over the stats next episode, I think, right? 
Sure. Yeah, because I'll be the yeah. Yeah. So with Melissa, we did the most episodes in any season together. You guys did more um, episodes than any other season. Yes, we did forty. Okay, get this. Whoa. We did forty-two episodes out of fifty. How many weeks are in a year? Fifty-two. Whoa. And get this, we started in March. Whoa. So every week, I burned Melissa out. No every kidding. Every single week no kidding but we used to record like three interviews in one weekend and just yeah. backlog them so you guys so, were so organized so out of that i would say like tipsy topa talks probably took up like 10 or 15 so that's like damn near 30 guests we did Whoa. in that year and so there's some that like marked the box of like holy holy shit like this is so exciting and yeah. there's other that marked the box was like oh this really like filled my soul you know yeah i would say like to this day and it's and I will always tell her this is that like I think the most important one for me was Tara Schnell okay uh huh. she was our first she kicked it off she her belief in the idea because she was the first person I ever reached out to with the idea and I and I've talked about this on the podcast a long time ago so hopefully it's not too redundant but I reached out to her first and I said we're doing this idea I did a ceramic and candle collab with her and I just thought she was just you know, I've worked with her. I've known her forever. I just thought she's the coolest person. And she not only like loved the idea, believed in it, gave me 10 people to reach out to. And we interviewed all of those people on that list and was like the catalyst of thinking like, okay, we can actually do this thing and, and her belief in it. And not to mention like her approach, her as a businesswoman and as a human, like her, how approachable and honest and real and like down to earth she is. It's like very much like in the same vein of Allie. It's just like these amazing people. Allie was a cool interview. That they don't gatekeep and they want to help everyone else be successful around them and they want to share in their success. And I think Tara's very much like me where she has like 10 million amazing business ideas. Mm -hmm. And so to watch her cobblestone them all together and raise a family and live such a unique life by design, like she is my hero, definitely. In that sense where it's like if... If I could trade places maybe with anyone, not that I would, but like it'd be Tara, like yeah. in a heartbeat. Like she's, she, I don't know. She's, and of course, like not to say she's perfect, but like what I see from her is just like yeah. everything I would want for myself. So she was really cool. What about with me interviewing? Um, but I was just going to say the one I was most excited about to get like a big get felt like Josh Tickell. He wrote one of my favorite books that I've read about the environment and um he's like oh hi local and interviewing him was just like a nerd out like such a fun experience for me yeah um with you our interviews obviously like the future of ohio was amazing and we were just talking about that that's our most successful episode almost at a thousand listens and if we mm. did if we did every episode like that we'd probably make like six a year yeah like people who put together episodes like that <sighs> episode a lot of work it takes a lot of work and I would say it pushed us in such a way where, like, I've never seen you want to have so much control. Yeah, I had I had nothing but time. But you also were really insistent on being a part of every process, which I'm not used to with a creative partner. And it made me, it helped me, too. It yeah. was such a cool experience for both of us growing, learning. I'm so glad I got so many listens because I, I think we deserved it. I think the yeah. people we had on deserved that deserved to have that many people hear it, and I think that it was just amazing working with you on that. Yeah, it you was cool. So hard on that. Yeah, um, <clears throat> if I had to, I would say 
Uh, the beginning of working with you was a wild ride. <laughs> we took a lot of risks on the guests that we brought in. <laughs> it's a I very diplomatic way to put it. I literally met a guy at a bar, thought he was like kind of a weirdo, and thought he would be hilarious to bring on the podcast, like in a funky way. <clears throat> I gave him my address. Yeah. He came to my house. Yeah. We recorded with him. I, I think I cried on air with him. Yeah. It was the freakiest episode ever. <laughs> it was a cool episode. It was just so crazy. And then I realized what it means, of course, always to be a woman who's vulnerable with someone you don't know, and especially a man who doesn't like really understand things and like quickly regretted a lot of things. Because I just one day, I think you and I were just recording here one day and he walked down the street. I'm like, that's not acceptable for me personally to feel safe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sweetest, sweetest man. Um, Really fun. That's Sam Hagen. That episode was great. He was such... I remember I know people to this day who listened to that episode and had so many takeaways and he is so cool and stuff. I just remember feeling very out of my element where yeah. like you know where you are so open and fun and vulnerable yeah. and you just you do all these things and it happens really fast. Uh-huh. And then you slow down and you're like, "Whoa." Yeah. <laughs> I really And like it all worked out. He's such a salt of the earth person, but I yeah. really allowed a strange man from a different state into my home. Right. That I had met for like a couple hours. Right. What a wild ride. Right. I think my my favorite guest of all time, of all time, and I mean this, like where it felt like how you felt about Josh Tickell, about like it was such a get, or you feel like I couldn't believe Ali. Um, I. Oh, okay. I loved Ali because you were losing it because of Playboy. I was like so excited that she was a playmate, and I was su- I'm such a fan of like the girls yeah. next door and Playboy. That was huge, and I was very excited about that. But the biggest get I thought because I thought Ellie would do it because she's our friend. Yeah, you know, fair. I didn't feel like a get. Okay, I get your point. I get your. I point. was very excited. I get your spin. The one who I didn't know, I didn't think we were gonna get, and I was so excited to talk to her was Christine Overacre. Was my favorite guest because. I yes. just I couldn't disagree yes. more with everything that she had yes. to say. I she was on the future of Ohio. She was the developer who was hoping to turn Chaparral School into a 200 or she was designing it. Thank God that didn't happen. But listen, I didn't agree with anything she said, but I was so excited to have her on because she was so important in that episode to have it a rounded out episode. And when she pulled up with her Ojai sticker on her car, she was dressed incredibly. Um, she, I thought, was well-spoken. It was an enjoyable interview to listen to. Again, I didn't agree with anything she said, but I. she gave me... Ex- okay, real talk. She gave me exactly what we wanted. I Every single guest, Blair, Betsy, Christine... On that episode, I asked them to say their names so that we would pronounce it correctly no matter what, because it's important. I asked Christine to pronounce her name, and she said, it's Christine Overacre. Overacre means landowner. And when she said that, I just thought... Cody got a heart on. I thought, this is going so well that you just said that. And... I would say, too, like, what a pair of balls she has. I admire her. I know. Are you kidding me? No, I know. And I told you that from that day. I was like... Yeah. I was like, I I respected the fuck out of her, too. Yeah. She hated me, and I loved it. Well, like I had never. We had all a... disagreed on 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 no, everything, and so. But... but she did hone in on me with her aggression, and I also thought she did. I also thought like that was probably the first guest that we've ever had that had very obviously yeah not liked me. Yeah, she was. It's very clear she didn't like you. 
Um, my favorite, which guest I kind of thought made it like more of a fun experience for everyone involved. Totally, and like and you said, and she was perfectly pleasant. It was just so obvious, like for people who work in like for us yeah. to be able to read someone. Yeah, like she was perfectly pleasant to me. Oh yeah, but the way she redirected, I would my, love to get a cocktail with her. I would too, because I feel like she'd be like kind of catty still towards oh, me I and like throw shade. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. Another one? What were you gonna say? No, I just I I genuinely was so I remember was dying to get her. I couldn't. I really wanted to get her for that episode. It was so important. That was such a hot topic at that time, and because I was so involved in that episode, where maybe I wasn't involved in the editing of any other episode, literally, yeah. and and I felt really, um, I just felt like with a producer hat on that if we didn't have her the episode just wouldn't have been as great and I would say that you were you really understood the angles even before people walked in and it all kind of played out the way you thought it would exactly which was cool to see I had an idea of how I wanted each of those women to to what I wanted them to bring to the table and we chose them because that is what they bring to the table you know what I mean Betsy Blair and Christine they were all 10 out of 10 guests on that episode and yeah they are the reason why that episode has so many listens I agree I would also say it's so funny now I'm thinking about other because you and I have truly for what oh well surprise to the guests but for a hell of a lot of episodes you and i maybe have interviewed 10 people mm-hmm. well i'm in the i'm your pandemic host no i know but yeah. that's what i and i love it but it's also funny to see how much we have changed in the last three years like think yeah. about that one of my favorite episodes we did was actually when we did katie grimes and you got so vulnerable and real and honest about <sighs> the audio on the episode fucking sucks and i'm so sad about that i know but it's really good it's a great i episode. mean i say that if don't listen into your car but if you listen to it with headphones you can get through it casual trysts and flights missed yeah that's what the episode was called. i thought that episode was very vulnerable also we interviewed alexa again together because her i mean her brand <laughs> alexa's cool alexa at rap boy you guys, this brand is blowing the fuck up, okay? And she deserves every, every success. Every ounce of success. And then some. I know. I. One of the coolest girls. Admire her big time. She's a badass. I really, really She's love her. She's in the Terra field for me where I'm just like, I will support yeah. you until I die. Yeah, small business hero. Small She's part of the hero. small heroes Avengers. Yes. Yeah. Um, damn. Damn. Toba talk guys so many great so Oof. many great the getting dr cox on right when the pandemic started was really talk, cool you want to talk about bad audio bad audio well we were on a three-way call because this was right in march of the 2020. i know and you know what sucks is like our new recorder that we got in 2021 did we get it this year god did we get know. it this year anyways you can plug a phone in so the audio streams right in and you don't have to do like the speaker oh, really? so it's like funny to think like how much also we've grown in other ways you know what another favorite episode of mine is one of our favorite interviews like that I want to go back and listen to again is when we had Kelsey and Emily on about best friends and growing up that was such a cool episode that was so fun I loved that episode I would say for all the podcasting I've done I'm really I really have a hard understanding of how to make Zoom work well yeah that was a fun episode. So I loved having both. Fun. I mean, Kelsey and Emily are two of the most important people in each of our lives. Yes. And it was so cool to have them on. I loved it. It was like, I felt like, remember in school when it was like VIP day and you'd bring your parents yes. to lunch? That's what it felt like. Oh my God. You know what's, you know what though? Oh, you guys, I'm sorry. We're like just jacking off on our own podcast, but like, what are you going to do? <laughs> hey, um, it's what we've a, done always. Yeah. So, um, 
our Valentine's Day episodes. I know. We are so good at these holiday shits. We, well, holidays okay. give you something to talk about. I was thinking about recently, like in 2020, we used to do prompts and like come really prepared. Like you did that whole pirate, like female pri- pirate thing. We did oh, like. Oh, yeah, we like write, make reports. We did like Black History Month. We did we did so much. And then now it comes down to us just being like. Is that I, what you want to talk about the <laughs> 80s for? Literally, your notes say the 80s. <laughs> I know. Well, I let's skip that. Let's do book minute. Okay. I'm skipping anything negative or weird from here on out. Let's, let's do, do book minute book and, and bravo let's do bravo. Okay, yeah. No, you do bravo first as usual. Book, 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 book. Oh, okay. Oh, I like that though. Save that. Cody's Bravo Universe Well, I am so excited because The Real Housewives of of Miami is back on Peacock and they released the first four episodes of the season and these women are fabulous. They all look the same because they all obviously go the same plastic surgeon. We had another hot mic moment, which is the best where someone doesn't know that their mic is on and they don't know it's going to be used because there's no cameras around. Um, it was heartbreaking because Lisa Hochstein, who I'm not the biggest fan of, she was off having a good time at a party. Meanwhile, her husband is inside with his friend with a hot mic on talking about how she doesn't know it yet, but I'm filing for a divorce. Oh yeah. I don't care if I hurt her feelings. I just don't want to hurt my girlfriend's feelings. And the guy says, do you have a mic on? And he goes, yeah, why do you think I'm whispering as if it's not going to pick it up? And the way that they edited it, having Lisa smiling with her friends and loving her husband and everything was so heartbreaking to watch that it's just it was delicious television and she's she's doing all right now and so i'm so happy miami's back that's all are you sure i feel like that was like devastating to hear it was a really hard scene to watch wow it was so the things he said he is a slime Ball. So you said Lenny they all Hochstein. look the same, as in from last season, or they all literally look the same. I was. Who was I watching it with? I was. I was at Ben and Jory's, and I think my friend Gunner was over there, and he was like, "I'm having a hard time telling who's who because they all <laughs> had got the same plastic surgery done." You know what I mean? Like, yeah, all these women look very similar in a sense. Um, yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of Julia. Julia's the which sucks because. Julia's the first married lesbian Real Housewife oh. that there's ever been. She's married to Martina Navra- Navratilova, the tennis player. Oh, that's cool. Oh, it wow. Is cool, but I don't like her. She's you know annoying. What's funny though is like sometimes I hear these celebrities who not allow because that's like such a fucked up way, but like basically allow their partner and their whole lives to go on TV. Who yeah. I thought were maybe like classier, like better yeah. than housewives because housewives to me is just like pure drama right. and like you're pimping out your life stories for money which hello hi hello. yeah um well she, I the mean, fact that her partner's on is like funny to me i love that yeah and i think their i think their time is limited i could see them divorcing soon they're not oh, okay long. yeah i could see them divorcing martina deserves better i think julia i was gonna weird. say the housewives show wanna, is not gonna help you want to throw it back to season one of real housewives of beverly hills we had camille Grammer, kelsey Grammer's wife on there and he literally she said in hindsight he agreed to let her do the show because it was going to be a distraction while he had an affair. So while she's filming the show and going off on these glamorous trips and going to these dinners, he's having an affair and she had no idea. I also remember watching Beverly Hills with Kelsey uh-huh. and thinking like, oh, Kelsey Grammer's like a dick. Oh, huge dick. Like, I remember thinking that. Yeah. 
That's funny. He sucks. Um, but you know what? So you guess they? who's a dick? Camille. They're both dicks. And honestly, Lisa Hawkstein is a dick too. And Lenny's a dick. They're all dicks. If you're going on a real house you're show, a you're a dick. But I love you for it. You're supposed to be though. Have I loved anything more than a dick? No. No. Now, do they have basically, is it like real housewives an all year experience? Like, do you basically have housewives to watch all year? Multiple. Right now, that's always going. Right now is Miami, Potomac, and... Miami, Potomac, and oh, Salt Lake City. Yeah, Bravo's just like pumping them out, raking it next in. Next up, next up is supposed, and they kind of like go, they pass over each other. Next up will be like New Jersey and Orange County, and I can't wait to see Tamara. Why don't they do Housewife Con? They do Bravo Con. Bravo Con. That's what we did talk about. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, what is it called? Okay. Oh yeah. Okay, should I do Book Minute now, Cody? What? I do need to talk to you, even though this is your last Book Minute. <laughs> Uh, you know how when you do housewife minute and I don't. Was that my last housewife minute? Was yeah. it about the real houses of Miami? Yeah. Do you want like one a, more minute? I'd like a last word just in general about housewives just to wrap up. Now you can do one next episode. I don't want to. I want next episode to focus on the awards. Okay. Which I don't think we're actually going to pull off or do, but let's. Um, can I do like a thank you, a thank you speech for one minute for the housewives if this is my very last Bravo minute? Yeah. If you'd shut up. Thank you to the housewives. Um, these are some housewives I've, I would like to recognize for their work and their service in my life. First and foremost is Tamara Judge, who was the catalyst for confrontation when she asked, did you go to Bass Lake to Gretchen Rossi? I would like to thank... Um, Gavin and Kenneth Smiley for being the two most um, interconnected people I know to the Real Housewives, even though they're not, but they do have relations there. Um, I would like to thank Teresa Judice for flipping the table. I'd like to thank, um, I'd like to thank Aviva Drescher for for slamming the leg. I'd like to thank Luann for having sex with the pirate and then asking everybody to be cool about it and to not be uncool. Um, I would like to thank Jen Shaw for for being a swindler and a, and a schemer. I would like to thank um, Alexia Ekreveria from Miami for sharing every single traumatic and telenovela style drama in her life. I would like to thank. Um, I just I love them all so much and I, I and that's all yeah thank you Real Housewives thank you Bravo and most importantly thank you Andy Cohen great and now that it's over thank you Adrian DeLeon oh for my god my incredible <gasps> And criminally, <sighs> criminally underused theme song because I feel like this could have gone on for years and years and years had I gone on years and years and years. And thank you so much, Adrian, for that, for that beautiful Honestly, song. Honestly, I mean, that was amazing. What a jingle. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. Best birthday gift. Best, best birthday best. gift. So we've only gotten six months out of it, huh? I know. Because at my birthday, she told me, hey for your birthday this is what i'm doing and i was i couldn't believe it change our lives and then she sends it to me and of course i knew it was gonna be good but i just you couldn't imagine how good it would be you know what we forgot to talk about what the one time we went on someone else's podcast we went on brett bradigan's podcast and you guys we went on i feel tried how dare you 
How dare you forget okay, I Feel Tried. Two episodes. Two other podcasts. <laughs> um, Brett Bradigan, you guys talked about Housewives. That was a plot twist. I remember sitting there and you guys were going off about Housewives and I thought, what a complex man. What a... He does it all. Yeah, he does it all. He does it all. Um, okay. Well, I guess this is my last book minute and it's going to be a... Okay, it's not so, your last book minute, but it's your last book minute with me. With you. So I was trying to say before you interrupted me for another minute of Bravo that when you do Housewife Minute, I don't interrupt until the minute's over. I know. Okay? I don't talk. I know. You were good about it like the first few times, but um, my book minutes are really like five minutes because you talk the whole time. So I just say, fuck it. We're talking. I'm going to really try this time. Ready? Okay. Book, 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 book. All right, guys, I just read an incredible fucking book called Dark King. I was in a book rut. I'm not anymore. You guys, this is my first BDSM experience ever with reading books. Um, it's a really silly fantasy book where the concept to me is like super original. Like fantasy usually is like this huge world that you have to like get into and you have to learn all of like the names of everything. But this one is set in Vegas. So it's like the dark fae were kicked out of like the fairyland and put into this realm and they they built Vegas all the way like back in the day. They built Vegas in like Sin City and they rule it basically. But like all the humans like don't realize this and so this human woman comes from wisconsin on like this once in a lifetime trip to this like insane hotel that's ran by this guy named Caden, and he's the king of vegas but he's also the king of the fae they fall in love they get married they drunkenly get married in vegas that night they wake up the next day and it's like this whole fantasy book it's insane it's so fucking good it's such a good read who would play them in the movie oh i don't know you know what's hard about reading like romance and fantasy what is that any leading guy that is like sexy they all look exactly the same they to all me. look like christian gray basically that's or, what i imagine or that motherfucker who's playing superman right now oh henry cavill henry cavill is basically just got chills. but with more stubble mm. rock hard abs mm. so yeah it was my first bdsm henry cavill has a great set of tits yes exactly Good god and my first anal playbook oh it's light i would say it's light oh because it's not really yes it's light Oh, you guys! Dark King. It's an easy read. It's like three hundred pages. Dark King. It's so deliciously fun to read, and like the romance is so good. It's just so good. I want everyone to read it. I would watch it if it was an HBO Max show. Absolutely, it sounds like it needs some real sex scenes. It's really cool. It's real fun. Yeah, and I it does that. have some crazy sex scenes. And you know what I'm so mad about though? I was so excited to read this book. I got a few recommendations, but nobody told me the second book doesn't come out until July 2023. Oh, you, that's going to fly by. So I feel like I have a half chub just like waiting, you know? Yeah, for you didn't next quite book. get to blow your load. <laughs> yeah. No, I did. A few times. Yeah. Yeah. You guys, this book, if you read Dark King and you don't have a partner, get your vibrator ready. If really? you do have a partner, get your vibrator and your partner ready. Ooh. Um, Yeah. And is this an audio book? Like, is that what you play while you no. guys are having sex? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. No. I read my little book and then I text. Then, Sometimes I'm in the, he's playing video games out in the living room and I'm in the room reading and I text him and I'm like, hey, ready. Come, come hither. Come hither. Come hither. I'm sad this when is our last like proper when, episode. When you're ready, I'm ready. It's not though. 
The next episode is going to just be a, a different kind of episode. But is it? Because, Cody, we have done no work. We're going to do this so last night. We have to have one meeting, and it's almost Christmas. I mean, we have no time, but we could try. Next week, next week, I have so much availability. You don't even know. Okay, so you write the whole app, and I'll just be here you to got, react. You got it. I, I, you got it. I, okay. I have nothing but time right now. Because I have nothing but no time. Today is like the fact that we pulled this off today. I'm very proud of myself. And we set it up this morning. No, I'm I'm at your disposal. Okay, so you you get all the answers. I can't. I'm gonna be like the guest, learning who's winning all these. <laughs> is that what you want? No, I mean we can. Well, here's what I think. I think what I'm gonna do is do give you options, meeting. and I think we each get to choose a winner. So you need to write which who wins in your opinion. We have different opinions about things, and two Don't winners we? is fun. And if Don't it's, we? We should have Asa make a noise for a super <laughs> winner if we both agree. We go super winner. I do think we need all brand new noises for the episode four. Okay. Put I'm talking claps. I'm talking sads, but not the ones we have. Right. Better claps and better sads. Yeah. A hoot and a holler. A hoot and a holler. And then a special last episode extravaganza sound. I'm going to pee my pants. I hate to wrap it up, but let's do it. Um, share on Instagram. Write a review. Write a review. We love you. Bye. Bye. Graydon announced he's leaving Toba Talk. What is he hiding? Why hasn't he released his birth certificate? Where was he really at January 6th? Did he plan the Lincoln assassination? Does he hate the environment because he drives a gas-powered car? Cody Graydon left Toba Talk. Don't let him leave you. The previous ad is untrue and should not have been listened to by small children. Paid for by the Association of Bully Cody and is staying on Topatalk.